We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. And uh, coming in September 2020, a new site we have built together called... Defector. Defector, and we're going to have a new podcast to go with it. This very podcast, which has the name... The Distraction. It's out right now, and it's available everywhere else you get your podcast. At Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction everywhere. It's out right now. Go listen. See ya. Bye. Since you procrastinate so much, right? Oh, boy. Why didn't you procrastinate on marriage? (laughs) (laughs) And had I known you was going to piss me off as a business partner, I would have rethought this whole being your wife thing, too, because I can't differentiate sometimes. Deadass? Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. (laughs) Oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we Mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. (laughs) We about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. We're back. Yeah, we are back. I'm so excited. It's 2020. I feel like re-energized. It's like a whole new year, a whole new world. Yes. Let's get into story time real quick before we get into this. Okay, okay. I'm going to take you guys back, way back, to January 2nd. 2020. <laughs> Shut up. You're so annoying. Go ahead. January 2nd was like the culmination of our holiday break back in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys know we relocated to the West Coast, so we went back to Brooklyn for three weeks. We're always back in Brooklyn. Yes. Yes, that's home. In this particular morning, the 2nd of January, we were stressed out because we have been living in New York with... Both of our parents for about three weeks. Torture. And uh, we love our parents. Don't get me wrong. We love our parents. We do. But when you go from having your own space with your three kids to going back to living with your in-laws on both sides, because we split between her parents and my parents and my brother, it was a lot. (laughs) So we both were just ready to tell each other off. And um, this morning, I was getting ready to get up and go to the gym. So I said, baby. She said, yeah. I said, I'm getting ready to go to the gym. You coming? She said, yeah, yeah, I'm coming. So I get up, take a shower. She's still in bed. I said, all right, well, let me let me go get something to eat. So I go get something to eat, come back. She's still in bed. So then I, I go, you know, start stretching downstairs. And I said, baby, I'm getting ready to leave. She goes, all right, I'm coming. Go back upstairs. She's still in bed. So then I didn't get upset because I know that this is a process. But I asked her, I said, um, you plan on getting up anytime soon? And then out of nowhere, all the energy that I expected her to have when she got ready for the gym, all that energy came towards me. Why are you rushing me to go to the gym? I said I was coming when I'm coming. Just wait. And I was like, damn, this is Did the I second clap? day. I don't recall you the clap. You clapped. You clapped. Oh. You started clapping. And I it was must just be, like. It's the Brooklyn in me. When I was home, it just came back, you know. Right. In floods. My bad. No, it's, just, it's cool. Because at bad. this point now, all I want to do is go to the gym. I don't even care about the screaming. I'm like, well, now since you up, can you get your ass in the shower? <laughs> So we can go in the gym. No, now I'm not going to the gym. Now I'm tight. Now I'm tight because I waited an hour and 15 minutes for her because she wanted to go to the gym with me. And now since I tried to get her and push her out the gym, now she's making a decision that she's not going to the gym. So now my whole day is messed up because now I go to the gym and I'm mad the whole time I'm in the gym. I'm throwing weights around. I'm running mad fast on the treadmill. I'm sweating. You're welcome. I Almost. was helping you work out. That no, drive, that energy that you needed, that was no, it. No, It was all in the plan, baby. Oh, that's it was what all, it was? It was all part of the plan. It was all and part it depends of the plan. on whose bed we were sleeping in because, remember, we couldn't sleep good in them. Oh, I remember. It was in, it was in your, your brother's bed in your parents' house. Oh, was it? Okay. Yes. That bed's fairly comfortable. My bad. I probably was just tired. It was comfortable for you. See, my, my back was fucked up. <laughs> So my back was messed up. I went to the gym. I was in a bad mood. Pissed my whole day off. And at that point, I realized, you know what? I am no longer going to ask her about when she's going to the gym. And since then, I have not mentioned the gym. I just get up and go. And she does the same. Baby, welcome to the party. 
Hey! I hit the boy Yari, now I go skating a Rari. Baby, go welcome to the party. Bitch, I'm a thot. Get me lit. What? Gun on my hip. Hey! One in the hand. Hey! Ten in the clip. <laughs> Baby! Baby, don't trip. Lower your tone. Cause you can get hit. Hey. Shout out to Canarsie. Canarsie Shout out to Pop up. Smoke. Oh my God. That song was so He used to be a Brooklyn Chief. He used to be a Brooklyn Chief. Shout <laughs> out to the Brooklyn Chief. So Shout out to the Brooklyn Renegades. Tavalius Devalu's not a thought for the record. No. I'm Nor not. does he have guns anyway. Bitch, I'm a pop. That's, that's me. <laughs> you're actually you're actually yes. a pop. That's what my kids call me. Pops. What's up, Pops? There you go. Oh yeah. my God. That's that's nostalgic though. Like yeah, I miss Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh, we miss Brooklyn. Hey guys, we'd like to give a shout out to uh, Pop Smoke, who tragically passed away on Wednesday, February 19th. Uh, we recorded this karaoke moment before this happened, and uh, yeah. we definitely had to go back and make sure that we paid our proper respects to uh, a Brooklyn, especially a Canarsie legend. He yeah, is, it's crazy. Man. I opened my phone up, um, you know, my alarm went off. And I was snoozing a little bit, half awake, and I popped open Instagram. That was the first thing I saw. And my heart dropped. I couldn't believe it. It's a shame, man. 2020 has been a a rough year. We've lost a lot of of people this year. Yeah. And um, I will say this. You never want to speculate about what happened, how things have happened. Um, I know people are getting information from Instagram, but I will say this. Everybody who follows you is not rooting for you. Yeah. Everybody who's next to you is not your friend. Yeah. You so just never know, man. Make sure that you're aware who you are, what you're doing, and just be safe, man. Yeah, absolutely. Be so, safe. Rest in peace to Pop Smoke and Rest in peace, bro. Praise up to his family for sure. I had a moment yesterday. Did you know that? I didn't even tell you. No. So I had a moment yesterday. Um actually I was driving to the gym. To go work out, the place that DeVal tells me I never get to. But I was going on my own terms, at my own time. Of course. After I had a good night's sleep, thank God. Um, and I got a FaceTime that I missed from my hairstylist, Janelle. Janelle Seeley Smith back home. Shout out to Janelle, my girl. Um, and then she told me that she she sent a video and she was actually with um, my makeup artist, Nelly. Mm-hmm. The girl who does my nails, my homie, Dang. Tiana. Dang, you had the whole Kianda, who I here. used to work with at Mac. She was my manager back in the day, really good friend of mine. She was literally with like my girls, like my group of people mm-hmm. who I've either grown with, who've taught me so much, or like were my core glam people or still are. And after I got off the phone with Janelle, I was like, I I want to go back to Brooklyn. <laughs> you such a baby. I have a baby. You such I, know, a baby. I don't blame you. Was, I feel like that sometimes. Yeah, I think just seeing them all in that space, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this. I missed him. I miss Listen. y'all. I miss everybody in Brooklyn. But that song definitely gives me a little bit of nostalgia, for sure. It does, man. Um, as inappropriate as it may, as it may be, because DeVal's not a thought. But uh, yeah. It just hit, hit though. It just remind me of some book. It's so good. It hits. It shit. Yeah. It does. Bitch, I'm a thot. Give me lit. Hey. Gun on my head. Hey. You don't got one, one of those So stop. Ten in the clip. Hey. Baby. But welcome to the party. Baby, don't trip. We're back. We back. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party, folks. That made it so appropriate. It's a whole and new then, year, and yes. we are just so excited to be back with y'all. Season three. Yes, three seasons. I never would have imagined. Who would have thunketh? Not me. Who would have thunketh? You know, not me. I mean, we were on a little hiatus, a little break, yes. you know, through the holidays, and now we're back, and I'm just, like, really excited. Yes. For a whole nother season, we have some awesome topics in store for y'all this season, well, some this, great guests. this season in particular is dedicated to something very special, baby. What is it? This is going to make 10 years for Kadeen and I married. It is, y'all. 18 years together, but 10 years married this yep. 4th of July, mm-hmm. the day I lost my independence. He'll tell you that yes. over and over again. Over and over again, because <laughs> I remember. <laughs> what did you say one year? You were just like, yeah, that makes like eight years a slave. No, nah, it was 12 like- <laughs> years. No, no, because we were together at the point when I said that we were together for 12 years. 12 years. And oh, the movie 12 Years tw- a Slave. It came out came around out, that time. So, yes, yeah. that was like, that means 12 years a slave. <laughs> I'm like, Devout, shut up. You know you want to be here, bro. I do. I do. I love it. I love it. And, My and procrastination and all. Absolutely. And this year, um, we are going to be renewing our vows. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I'm excited about that. I know. Yeah, I'm so, so we, excited. We decided to dedicate this entire season to the process mm-hmm. of getting back together. Right. 
because um I've said this a bunch of times on Instagram and Kadeen talks about it a lot how we've like we're renewing our vows because we have to have a recommitment to each other after being together so long after going through adulthood together because we met as children we, we met were at 18 babies. We, were. we were babies and now you know it's almost like you know what, we're adults now we we kind of understand who we are as yeah. individuals and understand each other mm-hmm. so let's do a recommitment and uh let's get this thing going right i mean i can't lie though i do feel some kind of way because your sound bite Why? at the top of the show was trying to call me out for not procrastinating but wanting to marry you. I thought she would be happy about that. No, 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 no. I didn't say I was procrastinating. I said the fact that you didn't procrastinate when it came to marriage was completely opposite. Because I couldn't wait to be your you girl forever. What do you daily. mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? Let me explain something all to right, y'all. Explain right? your story. Explain Let your explain story. Your story because you, you this make is what me I've seem learned. like I'm... What? This is what I've learned through through marriage, right? People show you who they are by little things that they do consistently every day, mm-hmm. right? So people can say one thing, but they'll show you who they are. And Kadeen, throughout time, have showed me, has showed me that she tends to procrastinate on things. And the gym was just one example, right? Mm-hmm. I'll give you another example. Oh, now he's pulling Kadeen, up receipts, y'all. Kadeen will, Kadeen got will, receipts, y'all. will sweep up the floor. Right. Don't, okay. See She'll now. She'll sweep up the floor. If you want to pull up pet peeves, I got about fifty eleven of those. Too. I know you do. I know. I'm, I'm just saying. But this All is just right. an example uh-huh. of your procrastination. Right. She'll sweep the dust from the floor into a little corner, <laughs> and then a day later, I'll be like, "Yo, you gonna pick that dirt up?" And she'll be like, "Yes, I'm gonna pick it up. I'm just I gotta collect more. Like I, you don't just pick up dirt every single time. I'm gonna collect more." <laughs> and then two weeks will go by, the same dirt be sitting there, and she'll clean around the same pile of dirt, and then I realize. At this point is that the only reason why she left it there was not only because she procrastinates, but also because you off. I'm a little bit controlling because I'm neurotic. Everybody has their <laughs> issues, right? Right. Kadeem procrastinates and I'm neurotic. Right. So I love to have things when I want things. And so, how he wants things. Yes. I know I got my issues, too. I got problems. Okay. A lot of us got problems. Right. I'm one of them that got problems. <laughs> so when I see something, I got to have it right now. And it has to get done right now. Mm-hmm. So you got two people who philosophically exist in two completely different, different worlds. realms all together. And we work together. And then my thing is, Taval, if you feel that strongly about the dirt that I sweep into said corner. Here you go. The energy that it takes for you to be like, okay, you going to pick that dirt up? You could just get the dustpan and pick it up yourself. How about You're that? right, but it's the principle. How about that? It is the principle. <laughs> it's not about the dirt getting done. It's the principle. That means I'll be doing double the work all the time because then I'll be doing the stuff I'm supposed to do and then completing the tasks you're supposed to complete. And that's not fair I'm to a, me. I'm a product of my environment, though, because when we go back to my parents' house, what do you find in said corner piles of, of the kitchen? Piles of dirt. Piles of dirt in the kitchen. It's you not and your several mother. piles. It's just one pile. You, there you, is, like, literally a corner in my parents' house where for years since I was as a child, that's know. where everyone sweeps the dirt into that corner and eventually picks it up. Here's, here's the most so insane just, thing I'm, about it. I'm just they cover the pile of dirt with the dustpan. They won't pick it up <laughs> in the dustpan. They now cover you're putting 100 it. on no, 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 no. Y'all will lean the dustpan up into the corner right where the, the broom is. Tell me I'm lying. You no, don't put the dustpan right there? The dustpan right goes behind the water fountain, the, the water thingy. Kadeen. In yes. our house, we don't have a water thingy. The dustpan is right oh, there by the garbage. Oh, I thought you were talking about my parents' house. Oh, it depends because Kaz likes to throw our dustpan in the garbage go. all the time. She be having too. a rebuttal depends for Depends on the day. She has a rebuttal for everything. Anyway, that being said, Deval. Yes. We're, we're talking today about just even the, the process of working together and mm-hmm. how difficult that can be for two people who are married but also business partners at the yes. same time. And the issue that Val and I run into sometimes is that we have to take off that husband and wife cap, put on the business partner hat. But if I'm mad at you as husband and wife, sometimes I don't want to deal with you as a business partner or vice versa. Oh, and we actually had a very big argument. Huge argument. In November, was it? November, yeah. Um, because pretty much Val was getting on me about <laughs> what were you getting about on me about? I think it was about starting my workout routine again or something. No, it, it wasn't about starting a workout routine. Sometimes in marriage, this is what happens. You'll have something on your heart and something will come up and you use that example of what's happening in the present to to bring up other things that have been bothering you. So in our lives, 
I've always been like an overachiever, go getter. Like I said, I'm I'm very compulsive. Uh, sometimes I don't even think things through, which is not the best thing at, at times. But sometimes as I see something I wanted, I'll go get it. Where Kadeen likes to plan and she likes to think things out and, and she gives out different options and that takes time. And to me, it comes across as procrastinating. But to her, that's her process. And before we had this conversation, I just saw it as procrastinating because I didn't understand her process. So she was talking about getting on, going on this, this detox going on this carb cycling so she can lose weight heading into pilot season. And at this point it was November and I was like why yes, would you why would you wait until New Year's to start this? And she was like, well, it's the holidays. I know I'm not going to eat the way I want to eat, so I don't want to start something and then break, you know, break my habit or no, or create a bad habit of breaking it before I start it because I know the holidays here. Mm-hmm. And to me I was like that doesn't make any sense. And a lot of times you you you're so narrow minded when you have a mindset of what you think is right that you don't understand other people's process. And at the point, that's where I was. I was really just being narrow minded because I didn't see her her process. I didn't see her perspective. I just saw that if you can start now, why not start now? If you if you start now and you lose a couple of days because you you know you eat bad, at least you started. But for her, that's not her process. So I just thought I used that example to tell her about a lot of different things, not just about the working out. And open the floodgates of DeVal trying to read me on everything that he's had issues with according to how I deal with business. I wasn't reading you. You were. Okay. It was a read. Here's another example. It was a read. My my issue at the time was we had just both changed management and we have the same management. And a lot of times, because we do a lot of things as business partners, management will take on both of us. And my thing to her was, if I went out and I got a manager and they want to represent you as well, you're also a representation of me as I'm a representation of you. Agreed. So if we represent each other individually and as a couple, we have to hold the same standard like a team. So I had asked her, did you get back to our manager? Did you get back? And she's like, no, I'm working on this. I'm working on that. And I was like, yo, like that's that's not just your manager. That's our manager. When you don't get back, it makes us seem as if we're not serious. So it wasn't just about the working out. It was about her process and how she takes time to do things. And that led to a big argument because it led to other things. We we talk about sex all the time and her procrastinating because she has her, her process of how she wants to do things for me. And based on my love language, I want things done immediate and I want things done spontaneous. So it was like a whole bunch of things started to come out based on this one example. Yes, it bubbled over. And like Jesus' love. We had a huge revelation. Mm-hmm. We had a very, very big revelation. And in that revelation, so pretty much you gave your reason as to why we got into this whole argument and whatnot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a certain way of doing things. Yes. That historically has worked for me. Some things haven't worked for me in terms of procrastinating. But you are very successful, so I can't even take that from so you. You're right. You're I, it's right. like I got a method. You know what I mean? And... I, with the whole thing with like us having the same management and whatnot, we had to really sit down. I think both of us having separate meetings with our managers to let them know, yes, we are married. We are a couple. We do a lot of business things together, but we do like to be dealt with as separate entities as yes. well, which is, yes. I think is very important because not only do we have our own individual endeavors, but we also have um, different ways of doing things. Yes. So us always being grouped together and lumped together in things was a problem for us. And I think in part for our manager, that's the first time they've ever dealt with a married couple. Right. So they dealt with us as a married couple as opposed to two different clients. So go ahead. Exactly. So that being said, it was a lot easier. So then we got we got to separating like group chats and, you know, yep. things be- really became divided at that point. And so far since we've done that, I think that we've both been functioning really well because you know, it's not just an overload of information where I'm getting information about DeVal or he's getting information about right. me. And then we can both just focus on that. Um, but I think the bigger problem for us here is the fact that, you know, we started out our relationship on the same page about what we wanted to do in life. Mm-hmm. You know, we made plans. We told you, God, we had a plan right from the start, from early. But you know what they say? Sometimes opposite attract. And as like-minded as we are as 
you know, entrepreneurs, as parents, um, as partners. Deval is like the do-it-now kind of person, and I'm the chronic procrastinator. Like, that's just what it is. Um, And as a couple and as parents and as business partners, we really had to figure out how to work with each other on a 24-7 basis. When do we actually, like, punch the clock out of work and become husband and wife? Because that was becoming an issue for me. That was becoming an issue for me as well. It's like I'm, I'm arguing with you as a business partner. We have a disagreement or we have a heavy load of work to be done. And Deval wanted to get all of it done now. Me, not even as much procrastinating, but me just saying, you know what? I want to clock out of work so I can spend time with my husband for an hour or two. And, and you know, I think it's, not and to cut you off, I think it's unfair for me to label it as procrastinating because while having these conversations, I learned that you just have a different process. And because your process takes longer than mine doesn't mean that you're procrastinating. But that was me in my narrow-mindedness thinking that if she doesn't get it done as fast as I get it done, or she how you would have gotten or it how done. I, or how I would have gotten it right. done. You didn't care about it as much. That's just how it came across to me, though. You understand what I'm saying? Well, thank you for admitting that. I think this is the first time you've actually admitted that to me. Yeah, I waited, I waited till now because I wanted to make sure I had my words properly t- together. You know, because this is not... You know, I didn't want to say it and then forget what I was saying. So I, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure my thoughts were together when I said this to you. And not for nothing, giving you your space to be your own entity within our business allowed me to watch how you got things done. If you think about it, we haven't even given each other any space to see how our process works. So before I could even watch your process, I was criticizing your process Absolutely. and saying Absolutely. that it was done the wrong way. And a lot of that comes because... Like I said, I'm I'm very neurotic. Um, I, I can be controlling at times, but I'm also like, I've been very successful at everything that I've done in my life because I don't think about what could go wrong. And this is what I also realize is different between you and I. And I don't know if this is a male-female thing or just a personality thing, but I've always been a dreamer and I don't feel like there are any bad decisions. I feel like you make a decision in life and you make the best out of whatever decision you make. Whereas you, and another example, picking clothes. I'll go into my closet, I'll see something, I'm going to pick it up, I'm going to say this fits, and I'm going to make a dope outfit out of whatever this is. You Not tend I, to, said yeah, the cat. You, you I'm going to order go. a couple things, try a couple things, mix and match. and. But know, that's your process. Because I like that's, options. That's your process. I like options. It takes it takes about three hours. and um. But to it me, it seems like a waste up, of time. It usually ends but up you look pretty good. dope. But you look good. And I got to respect your process. <laughs> Although it's different than mine, I got to respect your process. And And I have to admit, from November to now, you have, you've lost over 12 pounds. You've created more content for social media. You've been in a better place. In part, because I'm not on your ass all the time. I think that had a lot to do with it. And I was going to say, yeah. not having you breathing down my neck with every single move that had to be made actually gave me a little bit of relief. I'm not going to lie. Hey, you know, I... I, I'm not going to lie. And the funny thing is, when I said that to you, that I was going to do that, the first thing you said was, oh, it don't got to be like that, Deval. Why are you acting like that? And I said... Because I thought you were just being dramatic. And I thought you were just trying to just say, you know what, Kay, I'm just going to wash my hands of you and you figure it out. And I was just like, in that moment and in the space we were in at that time, it did seem like you were just... It was coming from not the most positive place. But that's why I, I didn't say it or I didn't... I try now... Because I know that my words can come across, especially if the temperature of the room is, is very, very hot. hot. <laughs> <laughs> I know that no matter what I say, yeah. it can be taken with a negative. So when I said to you, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to step back and let you do your thing. I didn't want it to. I didn't mean it as, fuck you. I don't care no more. It was more like, you know what? Let me give her some space to be who she wants to be within this business. Not marriage within this business so that I can see your process so I can learn. And then you can just be in turn a husband and I can be a wife and we can enjoy the times that we are not working. Right. Right. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I hate being punished as a husband for things that I say as a business partner. It's just not fair to me. I agree. And and the same thing happens with me as a wife. Like I may say something to you that you don't like or may make a decision you don't like. And then the rest of the evening is blown or the rest of the day is blown because it's like you feel some kind of way about Deval, the business partner, not Deval, the husband. And in part, I will also say you stepping back right, and being like, whatever, Kay, you figure it out. You got your process. You figure it out. The competitor in me 
mm-hmm. was not about to prove you right. I understand that. So if I had to do anything at that point, other than just legitimately working on things that I know I needed to work on in terms of like, you know, not getting things done in a timely fashion or like putting things off. Right. I was going to do that just because <laughs> DeVal said that I couldn't do it. I get it. I get it. So, but I, I need you to also understand that. where I was coming from with my mentality, right? It, it may come across as controlling it may come across as crazy at times, but there's a different stress that's put on me as a man in this relationship than this put on you. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if our marriage fails and we have financial struggles, they're not going to look at you and say, "Kadeen, what happened? Why?" You know, they're going to look at me as the man and say, "You're supposed to provide." And I accept that. I accept that that honor and that challenge as a man because you have to accept that you brought our three children's life into this world. You had to do that. I can't. I couldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? So this, in part, is my responsibility to make sure that we are taken care of financially and our businesses succeed. So with that being said, there there is a certain stress that's on my head that isn't on your head. You get to be free and do things in your own time because there are certain things that I take care of that you don't worry about. You understand what I'm saying? No, I will admit that because you have made it known, and I think you recently did a post on Instagram about this, Mm -hmm. that a lot of, like, that's you, or we spoke about it at one of the live shows, that, like, you take on that as the man of the house to be able to provide. Yes. You know, bills are taken care of, and that. So I will say that, yes, you definitely have that under control. And not that I don't assist with that. Yeah, it's not that you don't assist. The income that I bring in, it's not that I don't assist with that, but I understand what you're saying when you say, you feel like that responsibility or that stress is on you. Yeah, because I, I feel like there's a sense of urgency with my life every day when I wake up. Because we're entrepreneurs, um, I don't get a consistent paycheck every two weeks where I know this money's coming in and I go to work and clock in and clock out. Right. I have to build business constantly. So when I wake up in the morning, there's a sense of urgency that exists that I know I have to make a certain amount of money for us to survive and thrive and build for our boys. That sense of urgency doesn't exist with you because that stress isn't on you. So you can wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I don't really feel like doing this right now. I'll go through my process. Whereas for me, that process, I'm not allowed that particular process because the mortgage is due on the first. Rent for our other properties is due on the first. Car notes are due on the 15th. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for me, I, I, I will apologize for how I was trying to put a sense of urgency underneath you, but I want you to understand where I was coming from. It wasn't a thing where I was just trying to control you, mm-hmm. but there was a reason behind it. I think we know? should talk about, too, the the difference or maybe that fine line between pushing someone and then motivating someone. Like, mm-hmm. what's the difference there? Because to you, I know a lot of the times you had seen it as, I'm just trying to motivate you to just right. be like this, or it's worked for me when I did it this way. <clears throat> so take a look at the blueprint that I've laid out and try that and see if it works, because that's you trying to find a way to motivate me to get things done, thinking right. that maybe I needed the motivation. Whereas for me, I was just going through my process. Like, I won't also lie and say that it's just not me putting things off because I do do that a lot. So it's not mm-hmm. like I was trying to necessarily find the motivation with certain things. But like, do you ever feel like sometimes you pushing me is really just you trying to motivate me? Or is it just really out of sheer frustration that you you want me to get things done the way you want them done? No, I, I honestly feel like it's, it's motivation. But I do realize that there are different personalities that exist in the world. Like I was an elite athlete at the Division One level. Then I was a pro athlete. There's a certain mindset that I have that carries me throughout the rest of my life as an athlete that is never going to go away. And sometimes it does get frustrating for me when I see people who are talented who don't put the same amount of work into their dream as I would put in because I don't understand that mentality of I want this, it's right there, all I got to do is work hard to get it, but then they're like, you know what, I'll do it tomorrow. Like, I just don't understand that mindset. And that's not just for you, that's just about people. Like, as a coach, when I when I first retired from the NFL and I started coaching, there were young kids who were way more talented than me mm-hmm. who just would not put the work in. And it was frustrating. Like, I would be screaming, cursing, hollering, trying to find different ways to motivate them. And they just didn't get it. They just wouldn't. It didn't matter what I did. They didn't get it. And, and realistically, it wasn't until I had children that I realized that you you cannot make or mold someone's, you know, 
personality or will. Mm-hmm. They either, or their work ethic. Their work ethic. They have a certain work ethic or they don't. You can provide them with the tools and they can choose to see it. But once someone has decided that they're not going to do something, you can't want it or do it for them more than they want to do it themselves. And I think in this past year, I've learned that not only about myself, my kids, and I've learned that about you. You have to allow people to go through their process because there's so many different ways to be successful, not the devout way. There's a lot of successful people in the world who probably don't do things the way I do things. So let me step back and allow you to create your process and also go through your failures mm-hmm. the same way I've gone through my failures doing things in my process, but I had to go through them first. Yeah. I'm trying I felt like I was trying to avoid you going through the failures by pushing, pushing right. and we were failing. It's almost like, yeah, it's almost like you've taken on that role of like a parent, like I don't want her to go through this like hurt or this missing out Absolutely. or something. Absolutely. So let me try to like get it done. Which I completely understand. And you know, part of it for me, um, you just having the personality being like the go-getter and the doer and do it now and like 110% all the time and never let down. I feel like I'm also in the position in the household as the wife and the mom and as your partner to also provide or help to provide a sense of balance for you mm-hmm. and leave it to you. You never clock out. No. And that takes a toll on you. You know, you have times where if you're using your body as an instrument, as an actor, you sometimes you look tired and I'm like, babes, I think you need to like put your phone down, put it on do not disturb for a little bit or put it on silent and actually sleep a full eight hours of sleep at night or take a nap if you need it. Or maybe we need to clock out and take a weekend to just like reconnect. And that sense of balance that I help to provide is not me just saying, babe, put it off because it's not important at the time. But sometimes just for our mental health and for the health of our relationship, for our children's sustenance, like it's necessary for us to have that. That's fair. You know, That's so fair. it's not always just about me trying to throw put things off just because I feel like it's not that important at the time. But some things just really are not that important at the time. And I feel like we have a very big example in that with the recent tragedy right. that happened with Kobe Bryant yes, and um, the other eight lives that were lost. Like, yes. it really put in perspective sometimes just really spending quality time with family when you have the time or making the time for it. You know, he, he passed away doing something that he loved to do, being a dad. Right. You know, those parents and those children together, they were families doing things together. Like, so it just, those moments that I want to really be able to like hone in on for us um, is not necessarily procrastinating. It's just like, you know what? Some things can wait. And there's a difference. I hear you. So as it pertains to working with a spouse um, and I guess different styles of how you get to whatever the goal is. So it's like you make the goal. Um, and you have the method to get there. Even if the method is not the same, I think there's a great respect maybe for even just trying to understand or appreciate the way in which your spouse arrived at that end goal. Does oh, yeah. that make sense? No, absolutely. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. But also understanding that their process is different than yours and their process may change throughout life. Mm-hmm. The same person that you met that was 18 is now 30 and the way they process things then you can't expect them to remain in that same process or mode of process now as they continue to evolve as, as a human. No, for sure. Definitely. So thank you for admitting to me earlier that, you know, you were maybe not the best at the way you handled that last argument we had where, you know, you were just kind of placing how you felt I should have done things. Yeah, I mean, me. it, it all came from a good place, a place of love. I was just, right. you know, the sense of urgency that I felt as a husband and, yeah. and a provider, mm-hmm. I was, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, if this is what you wanted to do, then no, I appreciate let's get that. It, but, you know, I think, yeah, I th- I, it definitely kind of masked itself as like you were picking on me in a sense, but I know how you try to motivate people, and, and I do, and I want to see I've you ex- win. I've experienced that with seeing you do it with other people. You know what I mean? And right. it goes back to this saying that you had on the back of your t-shirts. You remember when you um you had elite prototype athletic? Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. There you go. Period. That rings so true. Yes, yes, ma'am. And I don't want to be the talent that don't work hard. Well, you got to listen to it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my God. All right. Awesome, awesome. So we're going to take a break and get into listener letters. But, of course, ads first. So stick around. This for the record. There it is, a win for the ages. 
Tiger Woods is one of our most awe-inspiring sports icons. And his story, it comes with many chapters. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior. But here it is. The return to glory. This is All American, a new series from Stitcher, hosted by me, Jordan Bell. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind. And this season, with the help of journalist Albert Chen, we're asking. What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? All American Tiger is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. It's time for Kadeen's favorite part of the show. Listener letters. Are you going to say that every episode this season? Probably the first seven. <laughs> I'll stop after the first seven. Lucky number seven. It's my favorite next to karaoke because I like to hear you sing. But I'm the one that always be singing. Is your lies, favorite? Lies. All the lies. You know I be right, trying so to hit me, them notes. Let me get into this nosiness. You know, Kadeen, she be reading y'all listening letters. She be like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I can't say this on the air. I can't say Clutching this. Clutching my invisible pearls. <laughs> I'm like, listen, guys, there's but so much we can help with. But nah, go ahead. All right, check it. Okay, so I've been married for six years. We have not been in a good place because mentally I've checked out. We have two kids, three-year-old boy, two-month-old girl. We are originally from New York City boop, 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 and moved to <laughs> Delaware. Why would you do that? Five years ago when my <laughs> husband joined the Air Force. Uh, now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. After doing four years and he decided he wanted to stay in Delaware, I initially... And deep down still, did not want to stay here. I expressed this to him and he convinced me that we could not return back to our hometown because of the cost of living and wanted more for our children. Understandable. I do not like it here. I have no family, village out here, and he is always at work and I and only leave the weekends for us to spend time with each other due to his work schedule. I work as well, but I feel like a single parent Monday through Friday. That can be tough. We just purchased our first home in Delaware last year because uh, last year, December, and now I feel stuck. My question is, what should I do? Should I continue to allow my husband to lead our family when my sentiments are not being acknowledged and we are not on the same page? Am I being selfish? Kadeen, help. Ooh, did she ask for my host specifically? No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying oh, Kadeen oh, oh. help. You know, she's a she's a wife. Well, no, I mean, I understand. I mean, clearly, Chow, you not checked all the way out because you have a two month old baby girl. So you you know there was something there was something happening right, recently right, right. Um, in there. But I do understand the feeling of not being happy in the space that you're in. Like we had even spoken about it um, before on another episode where you know I was Deval thought he was providing this stellar lifestyle for me. Where in the same breath, I honestly felt like I was just stuck and trapped and I had nothing right. for myself and it's really really kind of debilitating when you feel like you lose your sense of purpose um, especially with having the weight of the children on her that entire right. time um, I do understand though his his mindset with the cost of living like Absolutely. you think about what um, the home you've purchased in Delaware and um, potentially the space you've gotten with the yes. children and everything yes. versus what you would pay for a space in New York which is one of the reasons why we've relocated Absolutely. from New York and just want wanting more for the children. Um, but I do believe like within a relationship, within a marriage, that there comes these levels of sacrifices, right? Talk about it. So with the sacrifice, this may be that period in time where you shouldn't necessarily check out, but you should understand and realize that there may be a necessary sacrifice happening. So that is sacrificing maybe um, a bit of your happiness or a bit of your freedom or a bit of the time that you want with him during the week because there's a bigger picture here or there's a bigger end goal. Um, and I mean, it's a major accomplishment being able to purchase your first home. Yes. Um, you know, the feeling of stuckness, I don't think you should necessarily feel stuck. You should but just, never feel stuck. Yeah, because you, there's always something else um, that you can potentially work on. So maybe having the conversation with him to let him know, like, you know, I, I this may be something short term for us. You know, does he feel the same way? Um, is there a possibility that providing, you know, income increases or opportunity increases that you can mm-hmm. maybe move closer back to the tri-state area? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's a conversation that you've had with him, but I do understand the mindset with him as a man, like DeVal said, feeling like, okay, I'm the leader of the household. I want to work in conjunction with my wife because that's also very important. No one yes. wants to feel like they're just being, you know, blindly led, but, you know, working in partnership to know that, okay, what's going to be our next move? Maybe you can give each other a time frame. Like, for example, when DeVal and I, 
I relocated out here to LA, knowing that we were still going to kind of be like bi-coastal or tri-coastal with Atlanta included, knowing that, okay, is there a time frame that we're going to be here? Is it going to be three years? Is it going to be five years? In the next five years, we'll be working towards moving to another location. You know, so just having a plan, I think is very important. Um, This is the thing. The first thing is never feel stuck. This is our first episode for 2020. I want to put this out there for everybody. You are capable of building the life that you want. I need everyone to understand this. There is no such thing as a bad decision in life. Once you've thought about it, you make a decision, you make the best out of whatever decision you made. If you sit back and dwell on bad decisions, you can't possibly move forward because you're thinking about things that happened in the past. If the decision is already made, for example, you said you purchased this home and you feel stuck. Don't feel stuck. You purchased this home. Now, like Kadeem said, make a plan to where if you want to get back to New York, how can you financially survive and thrive in New York the way you can survive and thrive in Delaware? Like Kadeen also said, as the man of the house, I assume you 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 know you appreciate him as the leader. He's trying to make decisions that best affect the children first, as he said, and then you guys. So as parents, it is going to take some sacrifice, but that doesn't mean that you have to sit back and just accept everything that happens. Mm-hmm. Build a plan with your partner. Say, yo, baby, I ultimately want to get back to New York in three, four years. So if that means you work extra shifts during the week, if that means you you take, you know, save a little bit of money here, don't go on this trip here so you can, you know, purchase another home or you can use this home in Delaware as a rental property to then get a home in New York so you can supplement your income. There are so many different ways for you to, to build the life that you want. Just don't feel stuck, baby. Just don't. Like, it's too early in the year for you to be stuck. You guys are, I have two kids. You're both doing well. You know, you just bought a property. Life is really not that bad. It may not be exactly what you want in this moment, but also understand your life is not going to be defined by what is happening only in this moment. Keep building, moving forward, do it together, grow. It's 2020. (laughs) That's right. And sis, I don't feel bad for you because you're in Delaware and New York is about a three-hour drive. Meanwhile, I have a six-hour flight to get back to New York to get back home, girl. So if it means maybe like taking road trips up on the weekends get or like, done. you know, when the kids have off from school or I mean, with three and two months old, you maybe have some flexibility, I'm hoping, with your job that you'll be able to take the weekends and then maybe drive up to New York to get your little right. fix because me, I will hop a plane ride, baby, in a heartbeat to get back to Brooklyn to get my little refill of that energy and that vibe and then come back to the West Coast. Absolutely. Also, so, don't don't discredit the fact that you are two months postpartum. Go see someone and talk to someone if you're feeling stuck. Uh, you don't know if you're dealing true. with some sort of depression. Kadeen suffered from a little bit of a walking depression where she was functional, right. but she had a little bit of postpartum depression with Kaz. That's Kaz's. true. So go speak to someone. Find out if these feelings you have in are, are about your life or if they're emotional or if they're hormonal or if there's something different going on. So go speak to somebody. For sure. But definitely speak to your husband. And don't check out. Check back in, baby. All right. And on to the second one. I'll read this one. It says, okay. hi, Kadeen and DeVal. Hey. What's up? First, let me say that I love you both in your union. Thank you. You all are super relatable as my hu- as my husband and I are both working parents with four children at home. Nice. I'm writing to get some advice on if I should leave my full-time job to pursue a career in real estate. My husband is supportive and actually proposed the idea of me becoming a full-time realtor and leaving my current full-time job. The problem I'm having is that I've been working since I was 14 and I've never been without a steady paycheck. Also, these four children need to be taken care of, and mama don't want them to struggle. I'm battling with myself. My husband is able to cover the bills, and it will be tight for some time, but we both see the vision and see ourselves in a much better financial situation when I start booming, sis. So start booming, sis. The question is, how do I release the fear of taking the leap and leaving my full-time job? Girl, get uncomfortable, sis. Get uncomfortable. All growth that's worth having comes from being uncomfortable. uncomfortable. That Period. level of discomfort that you're going to have a little bit. I mean, you have all It'll the boxes temporary. checked. It's going to be temporary. You have all the boxes checked. Your husband and, and is supportive, okay? Um, he can cover all the bills. Right. You know what I mean? Um, the kids won't have to struggle. Like, they're really, you have all the boxes checked to be able to 
you know, if your heart is in this real estate thing to go ahead and, and do it. Like I had that moment a couple years back, um, was a lot of years back now that I yes, think about with it makeup. with makeup. I, you know, I was in, a, in working at the mat counter out in New York and, you know, it wasn't fulfilling for me. I wasn't happy. I didn't have the time that I wanted with my family. And, but I was used to every, you know, two weeks, Getting a paycheck. not even every week because they, they paid weekly and I was just getting that money in my account. I had my benefits and I was good. Um, but I just wasn't happy. I was not happy. And it just took a level of me having the support of my husband and saying, you know what? I know that I can do more on my own. I can be in control of my career. I can be in control of my destiny and in control of my family time. Um, So, of course, it took a little sacrifice in the beginning, you know, cutting back and being strategic with budget, which y'all know I hate the word budget because budgets are made to be broken. Okay, but (laughs) I did um, work with DeVal to know that, okay, this is the kind of lifestyle we want to live. So in order to make that happen, we're going to have to pull from here, there and there. But it's all a sacrificial period that had to take place for that growth to happen. And it's important for you to understand this. This fear that you feel has been ingrained in us as workers to constantly feel like we have to work for somebody in order to survive in America. That's not a healthy fear. Speak on it. The only reason why Mm -hmm. you're in America to work is to build capital, to create your own dreams, to build your own business so you can ultimately generate your own revenue and have autonomy over your your own life. Ultimately, that's what the American dream is. The American dream is not to work a nine to five, work until you're 65, you get two weeks vacation, then you die at 75 because you only have 10 years to to enjoy your retirement. No, Mm -hmm. the goal is to make that money. You sacrifice in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s, making that money so that you can start your own business so that you can say, you know what? I'm not clocking in nobody else's dream anymore. I'm clocking into my own dream. Once you save that money and you have the support system, you said you have your husband, you put that time and energy that you were putting into someone else's dream, you put it into your own. I'm telling you, there are going to be years, like the first two, three years, where you're going to feel like, oh, this is a struggle. But once you hit that breakthrough and the money is coming in from real estate and you can go to all your children's games, you can go to all of their recitals, you can take them to school in the morning, you can pick them up after school. It is the greatest feeling in the world. Like, Kadeen and I are at that point now in our life, but there was a five-year span in particular where I turned in my Audi, I was taking the train, Kadeen and I didn't go on vacation because I was building a business and Kadeen was working at Mac. Once we built that business, we switched. She was at home building her business and I was working because I had the consistent paycheck from the time that she let me build my business. Yep, then she, sure. she, I stayed home and I was building my business, making money. It was tough. I made sure the bills were paid every month. I was pay, paycheck to paycheck, save a little bit so I could be paycheck to paycheck. Then Kadeen hit a point where wedding makeup was flourishing. And money was just constantly coming in. Like, she was like, I'm booked, I'm booked, I'm booked, I'm constantly booked. And then she was like, well, I got money for the next three months rent because we were going check to check. So then I was like, well, I've already paid those rents because my business was building. So we were like, wait a minute. We actually have money that we can save and we actually have money where we can do things. And then before we knew it, we had done what we wanted to do. We had stopped expecting for someone else to give us our money to live our life. And we had learned to build it on our own. That's where you want to get to. Right. And you can do it. Don't let people tell you you can't. Don't f- let them scare you into, or you won't have health insurance and you won't have the steady paycheck. The steady paycheck is to keep you comfortable enough to help build somebody else's dream. Invest in yourself. Trust your husband and get it done. There you go. Oh, right now. That was a whole word. It's 2020. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it's I don't a new year. Throw- I don't want to throw shade, though, to the nine-to-fivers who it's do work. It's not throwing shade. It's about I just want to make happiness. sure we're clear on that. I no, understand, but we're, we're talking about it in the context of this listener letter. It's not just throwing shade throw that out there. at the nine-to-fivers because mm-hmm. some people enjoy living that type of life. For sure. This woman in particular yes. said that she doesn't feel happy living that type of life. Exactly. If you don't feel happy, you do cool. something I'll about it. I'll give you a perfect it. example. My brother. My brother loves clocking in and clocking out. Like, he loves it. Mm-hmm. That's He wakes up in the morning. He loves it. There's no shade. And my brother makes very good money. Mm-hmm. He takes his vacation when he takes his vacation. And the thing is, though, he, he loves his job. Right. That's the you difference. You have to be able to. It's about he, the happiness. When you love your job, it's different. Yes. If you're working to get a paycheck and you don't love your job, it It's sucks. different, for sure. He loves for his sure. job. My Which father... Loves his job. My it's just mom good to know because loves their job. job, right? Because some people are just not aren't, aren't natural entrepreneurs, right? You know what I mean. So they, you know, it depends on what's going right. to make you the happiest. So ultimately, sis, 
like I said, you have all the boxes checked. Go ahead and take that leap of faith. For yes, sure. Ma'am. For sure. And if you want to go ahead and take a leap into our listener letter mailbox and you want to be featured in one of our listener letters, go ahead and email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. And we will check our ma- mailbox and see what y'all are talking about for next episode. You know, Godine always going to check. Right. She knows him, but you know, she's checking. <laughs> Bye. You're annoying. All right. So uh, let's close out with the moment of truth. You know, like we said, it's a new year. You know, we talked about people not necessarily being evenly yoked. Right. Um, that's the topic that we're talking about today. So what's your, your takeaway, babe, from today's episode? Any this moment is, of this truth? is my takeaway that I've learned. It's mm-hmm. very, very quick. Mm-hmm. When you're dating somebody, you tend to wish for, you don't want any harm to ever come to them. You wish you could do things for them that they don't have to go through any dis- anything in life. You just want to be make sure that you do it for them, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times you hinder your partner. By expecting them to do things your way because you fear that if they do it their own way, they're not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. I was guilty of that. And I was wrong mm-hmm. because you are being successful doing it your way. I just figured it, me being controlling a little bit, wanted you to do it my way so I can ensure that you would be have some level of success, which is a fallacy you create for yourself. Allow your partner to go through their own process. Even if you're business partners and not, not just spouses, if you're business partners, allow your spouse to go through their own business process so that you don't get upset as a husband or a wife right. for things that they said as a business partner. For sure. As long as it's not a detriment to right. to like the marriage or right. to the business. Like, of course, you want to take those things in mind. If you do, do yeah. see that they're on the road to something potentially like crashing and burning, in. then of right. course it makes sense to step in. And, you know, my moment of truth, I think, is going to remain the same, at least when it pertains to us. And it's that, you know, balance is so important with everything yeah. and knowing that, Sometimes you just have to clock out. Sometimes you have to put the phone down. Sometimes you have to just let things wait. And it's not because you just don't want to get it done or there's a level of procrastination involved. It's just that sometimes for our own relationship, for Mm -hmm. our own sanity, for our own mental health, for our own, you know, vibe and energy, sometimes you have to know when to be able to clock out, especially if you're working with your spouse. Absolutely. All right. Well, well, there you have it. Be sure to follow us on social media. That's I am Deval. And Kadeen I am. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Please do, because season three is kicked off. It is upon us. It is upon us. It is here. It is we has arrived. Here. We are here. Dead ass. Dead ass. Deadass is a production of Stitcher. We are produced by Jackie Sojiko and Nora Pena. Our executive producer, T-Square. Our associate producers are Tribble and Kristen Torres. Our chief content officer is Chris Bannon. Our studio engineer and original music is by Brendan Burns. And last but not least, we are mixed by Andy Kristen. We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. We have a podcast going on right now as part of the Stitcher Network called The Distraction. That's available everywhere you get your podcast at uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction. Right now. It's out. Do it, please. <laughs>